0: Entrepreneur on Fire 968. I
1: have a ridiculous job. My mother still is waiting for me to get a real job.
0: Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Text Paradise to 33444 to claim your spot today. That's paradise to 33444. Ignite. Meeting your clients and coworkers online just got a lot easier with Citrix GoToMeeting because it's a smarter way to meet. Try it free for 30 days, nothing to lose. Visit goToMeeting.com and click the try it free button. If you want 100% satisfaction guarantee, then go to LegalZoom.com today. Since they're not a law firm, you can get advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states. LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Boom, shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Tim Larkin. Tim, are you prepared to ignite Yes, I am. All right. Tim is a sought-after public speaker. He is a co-author of the best-selling book, How to Survive the Most Critical Five Seconds of Your Life, and the highly acclaimed online newsletter, Secrets for Staying Alive When Rules Don't Apply. Tim, take a minute, fill in the blanks from the intro, and then give us a glimpse into your personal life.
1: Yeah, basically, I'm somebody that uh, always was curious on... um, you know, the idea of dealing with the subject of violence, you know, imminent violence coming at you. uh, And I love sharing, you know, what I've learned with people that really just don't really think about the subject, hope the subject never is something they have to worry about. But unfortunately, you know, it is something that that is uh, just just readily apparent, you know, when it happens uh, that, you know, this is a skill set that you're going to want to understand. You want to understand how violence works. And so that's really what my specialty is. And and that's where I you know I came through the military special operations community, um, taught for years there, and uh, now I get I get to teach a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of Type A's, um, how to take their approach that made them so successful and make sure that they don't use some of that great training in the wrong way that could get them uh, in trouble from a criminal sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can say coming up through the ranks of the army myself and doing a 13 month deployment in Iraq, I know firsthand what that violence can look like. And if you're not prepared, I mean, that can be game over. So this is stuff, Fire Nation, that, you know, we may want to insulate ourselves from even thinking about these things. But sometimes that insulation can be the biggest detriment to your survival when it comes down to it. I mean, you don't want it to ever happen, but of course, we don't always control all the circumstances. And Tim, you're at a networking party. Someone comes up to you, they're like, all right, you're a good looking dude. Like, what do you do? How do you respond in 10 seconds?
1: I basically tell people I, uh, my specialty is to um, help you navigate when violence is the answer. You know, not, uh, not anything else other than when you have to respond with violence and how do we make those decisions and how can I make sure that you navigate that correctly?
0: So if you could give our listeners maybe one tip, doesn't have to be like the, the best tip, but like just a tip for somebody in this situation, what would one of those tips be?
1: People make the biggest mistakes on the really trite, true and sound advice. I mean, I can't tell you how many, uh, how many, Close circuit TV, uh, you know, captures of, vi- of uh, criminal acts where people are doing just the things that they've always been told not to do. Wearing their earbuds, paying absolutely no attention, walking down a street, um, just doing things that just make them just excellent victims. And so there's a lot of basic things that, uh, you know, that people aren't applying because they get away with it. I put it the equivalent, I equivocate that kind of behavior to, you know, sleeping with your head on the railroad track. And just because the train didn't come last night, you know, you think everything's okay. And so my goal is to make sure that I can get you to avoid all of the avoidables. So that's first and foremost. I mean, you know, I do teach, you know, the, the absolute worst case scenario. where you have to physically protect yourself. And I do, I'm very straightforward about that. But where I really make a difference with people is oftentimes it's behavioral changes uh, that they see after being trained for the worst case scenario that they start making a lot better decisions in their lives. And and so it, it's things like going to the ATM after dark. I mean, I can't tell you how many videos I have of people getting attacked and you ask yourself, okay, what was so important at 1030 at night that you absolutely had to go to the ATM then rather than wait till the morning, you know, and maybe you'd be, you know, an extra 15 minutes of having to get up early or something like that, but you would have avoided. You know, that precipitous rise in, you know, being potentially criminally attacked by going to an ATM after dark. I mean, it's just that basic.
0: When you said the thing about walking down the street with the earbuds in, that really struck a chord with me because I do a power walk here in the San Diego Bay every morning at around five twenty, five thirty. It's still dark out. And maybe it's my army training, I don't know, but I was never able to have both earbuds in because I just knew I wasn't really cognizant of my surroundings. Even though the sun's starting to come up, I still had to only have one earbud in, and I just listened to podcasts, so it's just a voice, and it's pretty low. So I'm still pretty fully aware of my surroundings. I can hear things, and to me, you know, that is one of those things, Fire Nation, that, hey, better safe than sorry. Let's think about these things, and I, I love where this is going, Tim, so let's keep this going, and I'd love to know how you got into this in the first place. I mean, what's your entrepreneurial origin story? I mean, I know you come from special ops, but how is it that you came to do what you currently do?
1: It was a very indirect path and not the path that I wanted. Uh, I, was training, um, I was training to be a, a Navy SEAL officer. I got accepted. Um, I had been preparing for years to do that. And I, there were two slots available, 275 applicants that applied that, that actually qualified and applied. More people had applied, but 275 of us uh, applied for that. I got one of two slots that was available for that. And it was because of the training that I'd done over the years, you know, prepping for that. Once I got there, I was the golden boy. I was unbeatable. I was the number one guy in my class all the way through. About three weeks before I was about to graduate, I had a diving accident where I, you know, literally blew my eardrums, Mm. uh, went into vertigo, and my, my dream was destroyed overnight by something that I'd never experienced before. And that was true injury to the human body, meaning I had been... Hurt before I'd been, um, you know, knocked down. I was always able to gut it out, get back up. But that was my first experience with a situation where the body can be injured in such a way that you can't will yourself out of it. You can't control it. Um, it's going to just put you down. And what's interesting is that introduction, which, you know, destroyed my, my ability to, uh, become a, a Navy SEAL officer, which is my goal, um, actually was a turning point. In my life and that introduction to injury and how powerful injury is to the human body um, was the starting point of, you know, studying how the body responds to trauma and kind of just, you know, retro, uh, you know, back engineering the results, you know, understanding that, hey, you know, how do we cause injury to the human body? Every time you do cause injury to the human body, you get a huge result. It bypasses bigger, faster and stronger. There were all these things that just started to, to come together, and I was able to stay in the community and work in a team that uh, actually was looking at hand-to-hand combat. And we ended up, you know, finding an instructor who really kind of understood how trauma works with the human body. And that was it. That got me on my path. It was something I was always interested in, but it was such an indirect way of doing it. I literally thought my life was over at that time, you know, you're a young guy, you're 22, and that's all you've ever wanted to do. And all of a sudden, it's just taken away from you. And yet, it was probably the greatest thing that ever could have happened to me, because it uh, it allowed me a completely different path that never would have been open to me had I been able to do my traditional career.
0: So that was your launch pad into this entrepreneurial world that you now live in, which is a roller coaster, baby. I mean, let's be honest, this is how it is. Now, Take us to what you would consider during this journey your worst entrepreneurial moment, and again, we really want to hear that story and be there in that moment of time and and see what those lessons learned can be.
1: Okay, so we had uh, the instructor that I, I had referenced before, Kim Partner of mine. Um, I uh, when I got out of the military, I got out right after uh, Desert Storm One, and. There was a lull that 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 period. You know, it's hard for people to imagine that now, but actually a lot of people were getting out of the military during oh, that yeah. time. And and he didn't want it. It wasn't a positive time to be in the military. Let's put it that way. Um, I was getting prepared to go to Wall Street, but I was going to take six months off. I had become an instructor in the system that we talked about earlier in the military. And I had a great rapport with the guy that I was uh, with. He asked me. He said, "Hey, listen. I know you take a couple times, uh, a couple of months off." He said, "But I'm getting all these inquiries from Fortune 100s. You know, they know we train with the seals. They know I train special forces, and they want me to start training their security teams and also brief some of their CEOs. And you know, that's no, really not my strong point. Could you help me with it?" And I said, "Yeah." And uh, that ended up being a twelve year, a twelve year uh, detour, you know, detour <laughs> from where I was at. And and it, and that part was great. What happened though is after at that twelve years. um My partner, you know, ended up being, uh, he was very, he had a very limited vision of what he wanted to share with clients and I was kind of opening up other avenues of the business and I think he felt threatened. Um, I was going through a divorce. Um, I was traveling a lot, you know, back then and and going through a divorce, I made the wrong choice on who to marry and um, that was the time where I was going through a divorce and Everything was happening at the same time, so the divorce was there. My wife at the time was able to freeze all of my assets successfully, um, and my partner, seeing that, took advantage of that. And you know, he we he had a superior position in the company uh, percentage-wise, and he went into a buyout and he basically bought me out from a multi-million-dollar company for fifteen hundred dollars. And uh, I, there was nothing I could do about it. There was absolutely I had no ability to fight it, go back or anything. And just you know, handed me a check for fifteen hundred and said, "Hey, that's it. You know, uh, we're, we're parting." And that was my bottom. That was where it was just literally. I ended up uh, I ended up living in my brother's. Uh, you talk about San Diego, but this where I'm from. Uh, I had to go back to San Diego, and my brother had a. Uh, a little one bedroom studio in uh, Mission Beach and that's where I I was on the couch for about 6 months after you know having a really huge success for all these these past 12 years and that's where I had to rebuild from and that was that was that was it and it was really a really difficult time you know I had a young son at the time and literally no assets when I pulled up in Mission Beach in my uh in the Jeep that I had at that point um, it literally broke down as I pulled in, in into the alley. <laughs> you know, it literally broke down as I, I came in, and my brother was gone. My brother wasn't in town at the time, so I showed up. You know, basically, uh, no car, uh, literally a duffel bag full of clothes, and you know, went into this really, you know, you know, just trashy apartment in uh, in Mission Beach.
0: I am probably looking at your apartment right now. I, I have a view of the entire strip of Mission Beach here. And I can tell you, Fire Nation, you should feel bad. I mean, this is a tough time in in Tim's life. But, Tim, it could be like Detroit that you had to go in a studio in. I mean, Mission Beach, things could be a little worse than that.
1: Well, now, I agree with you to a point, (laughs) only because the Mission Beach back then in South Mission was not what you're looking at today. okay. And uh, you know, it was it was about you know this is about ten fifteen years ago, and uh, it wasn't as as I said, listen it's great. Don't get me wrong, you're absolutely right. I was on the beach, I, and I was thankful for that. You know, it's really funny you're saying that, John. Yeah, and the, and that's the one thing that I think I, I I reflect back on. I was so thankful that I woke up every morning and there I was. I was on the beach. You know, no money, no prospects. Really, not even sure what the hell I was going to do, but. I was positive about it, meaning it was just like, Hey, you know, this isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And now I have an opportunity to, you know, to, to have no limitations. My partner was a limiting person on how he could share the information. And I had no clue on how I was going to do it. But I realized that, you know, this was my opportunity to, to share the information, you know, with people the way I wanted to. And I literally did that while I was walking on the boardwalk you know, and, and, you know, do, going for my morning swim that I would go in the morning. And I just, I started building this in my mind, what I was going to do.
0: Oh, you seals that water is so cold. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Tim, let's kind of break this down into another story right now. This one's going to be of a different vibe of a different vein, your aha moment or your light bulb moment. I mean, maybe it happened when you were taking one of those walks on the boardwalk and the cold ocean waters of the Pacific here. I mean, it's your story. It's your call, but. What was that light bulb that went on at some point in your journey? Tell us that story.
1: What I decided to do was I didn't have many assets, you know, at the time, at the time we're talking about, but I was able to use email back then. And I had my client list still. And I just put it out there saying, hey, you know, I'm going to be offering a training on this date. Here's what it is. And here's my approach. I couldn't call it the name of my old system. My partner, you know, it locked me out of that. Um, and so I just reached out to people and said, listen, you know, I, a lot of people reached out to me. They loved the way I trained, uh, you know, and they, they were supportive and I got, you know, 20 guys to show up and, and train with me. And what was interesting was it was the first time before I walked in to start training them, I realized this is the first time since I've been involved in this system that in, and putting this information out that I am able to share the information the way I think is most effective look at it from a student's perspective and say, hey, what's the most important thing? And what I realized in my industry, you know, and I look at it, you call it the self-defense industry, reality self-defense. A lot of the emphasis is kind of the, the guru syndrome of the the, it, the most important thing is your instructor, how your instructor talks. And, and you know, it's almost, it's almost cultish in some ways. And it's about how great your instructor is rather than the focus being on, What can I do for you as a client? How can I, okay, you're coming to me at this level. And, you know, by the time you leave me, I better have improved your performance. I better have given you something that you haven't, you didn't have before. And people got that. You know, my goal, I decided with my client was I want them to be better than I was at that stage that they're at. Meaning every step of the way, if they stick with me, I want to make sure that they benefit And are better than I was after those number of hours uh, of training. And I was able to attract like-minded people who were very client focused. And in our business, that, you know, that's just not the case for the most part. And that was my big, my big thing was if you're comfortable enough to focus on your client's results and that meant I didn't get to show off a lot. I didn't get to show all the cool stuff I could do. You know, I didn't get to show my physical abilities. I was a master close combat instructor. I literally trained everybody. But when I had these new guys who literally had never probably even done any sort of martial arts before or anything, a lot of them, you know, I had to focus on making sure that I made things achievable for them. And that if, you know, if they had to use this information, that whatever I gave them was accessible right then and there, not five years from now.
0: What I love about that, Tim, is the focusing on the results of your clients, of your listener, of your customer, of your prospect, whoever that might be. It's focusing on their results. And to me, that's just a huge light bulb moment that you had. And it's a huge understanding for me as well as to exactly what you need to do as an entrepreneur Fire Edition to make sure that you are putting the needs of your clients first in every way, shape, and form. So, Tim, what is the one takeaway that you want our listeners, Fire Nation, to really get from that light bulb moment that you had that we can apply to our own businesses?
1: You know, it's so trite, John, because people say it all the time, and I don't think people actually hear it, but that idea of providing service, first and foremost, um, it has paid back. I can't tell you how much. I mean, it's been so gratifying that I've done things over the years um, not for money first but to you know make an effect on people and actually give them stuff that's usable that right then and there and you know not in some you know kind of esoteric spiritual way but it literally does come back to you you're building that foundation you know when when you go out and you actually providing service um and and looking at things from the client's perspective is so huge you know um It's one thing that if you haven't done it in a long time, you know, look at what your client's putting up with. You know, look at what your client is choosing. You know, they they want to they want you to be the answer for whatever reason they came to you for. But are you communicating in a way that actually is about their needs or are you communicating to tell them how great you or your services? And and it's a it's something it's a skill set that is so worth learning um, and the dividends are just huge if you can achieve it.
0: Tim, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur?
1: Details. Um, I am somebody who I I am not the CPA. I am definitely not the person to execute the uh, administration por- administrative portions of things, and that's why I have to surround myself with really great people who are able to execute those things for me. Um, I think it's really important for using entrepreneur really hone down what you are good at, what your unique ability is and really only really concentrate on that and find really good people to do all the things that you really, you know, even if you are okay at it, but it's not something that you love to do, you should really delegate that.
0: Building a team is critical fire nation. And Tim, what's your biggest strength?
1: I am a quick start, meaning I will, uh, if, if, if it looks like this is the direction we should go, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about making sure that we have the perfect plan. I am, in some ways, kind of like uh, Mark Ford. You know, Mark Ford's book. Uh, you know, Ready, Fire, Aim. Um, I, I believe in that a lot of times. I, I believe just getting going, getting momentum, is far more important than trying to have the perfect plan and execution. Now, that's not to say that I think you should just you know, wing it all the time. But I do think that people paralyze themselves by thinking they need to be perfect before they launch.
0: What is the one thing that has you most fired up right now?
1: The fact that we're having such a change in the internet protocols that we're going to be able to uh, really communicate in a way with a vast part of the world that we really didn't have access before. We're going to be able to share information. If you have something worth sharing, um, you know, like for me, it's, it's, it's my subject matter. The fact that I now have the opportunity to provide my best instructors, including myself and put out the best material to a leveraging of people that it was unthinkable, even, you know, a couple of years ago and at a quality level, that's unthinkable a couple of years ago, literally HD quality instruction. I can, I can enter just about everybody's, um, living room if I, you know, that has an interest in what I do. And to me, that's just fantastic. And we're, we're rapidly making sure that we have a good platform to deliver that.
0: So Tim, we are about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. There are a lot of great reasons smart business people trust LegalZoom.com. For starters, if you want to incorporate, form an LLC or nonprofit, file a patent or trademark, and get a DBA and more, LegalZoom helps you start the right way. Over the past decade, they've helped more than a million business owners just like you. But did you know that LegalZoom is also your first stop when you need advice from an attorney? LegalZoom's not a law firm, so they've assembled a network of independent attorneys in most states to provide legal advice and other useful services to help you run your business. So whether you need a contract reviewed or advice, or whether you should incorporate or form an LLC, whatever your legal question, start with LegalZoom. And as always, they provide complete transparency with upfront pricing, customer reviews, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Make the right choice for your business at LegalZoom.com today, and don't forget to enter fire at checkout to save even more. Again, enter fire at checkout at legalzoom.com. That's legalzoom.com promo code fire. Think about the time, money, and hassle it takes to hold a meeting. Where's the perfect meeting location? How many people will be there? How long will it take to review the presentation? Yep, that's the sound of precious resources being used. My recommendation, meet your clients and coworkers online with Citrix GoToMeeting because this is a smarter way to meet. You can connect with anyone from anywhere because GoToMeeting allows you to meet from any computer, tablet, or smartphone, no hassle necessary. Want face-to-face? They've got that too. Turn to your webcam and with HD quality, it's like being in the Same room. You can even present and share screens to get feedback in real time. Because with GoToMeeting, everyone sees what you're seeing, so your team is on the same page. I want you to sign up for GoToMeeting today. Try it free for 30 days. Nothing to lose. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try It Free button. Do it now and have your first meeting up and running in minutes. That's GoToMeeting.com for your free 30-day trial. Tim, are you prepared for the lightning rounds?
1: I am ready. Yes.
0: <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I thought I was the backroom guy. I never saw myself in my business. I never saw myself as being the, um, the name out there. I didn't think I had the story. I had all these, I had all these mental blocks saying, well, I I don't have the experience. I don't have the story. I don't have, you know, I'm not this big combat veteran. I didn't, you know, all back back then. And they were just all ridiculous. They were just ridiculous things that were holding me back. And once, once I was able to, you know, get past that and realize that it's not about me and my story. It's what can I do for the client? That was when I started realizing that, hey, you know, there's no problem with me being the, the entrepreneur, me being the guy out there doing it.
0: Yeah, love that mindset shift. And Tim, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Oftentimes, the wrong person, having a relationship with the wrong person, be it business or personal and allowing it to continue and not doing the painful, you know, breakup when it's just not working has brought down more of my my friends and colleagues and has hindered me in the past as well um, and i think you have to be very very careful who you surround yourself with especially if you're passionate about what you do and if the people around you don't allow you to be passionate and share that information or they're intimidated by it or they try to thwart you you no matter how much you care about these people you have a duty to you know it's it's your life you have to you have to get that out of your system, or you're just going to have you know tremendous regrets.
0: You have a duty to yourself. You yes, really do. And what's a personal habit you believe contributes to your success?
1: I think it's probably a. I hate to say meditation practice because, of course, people have all sorts of uh, thoughts about what that can be. Um, I think I re, you know having time to clear your mind, reflect on you know what's important to you, and just, you know, on a regular basis, I try to meditate once, at least once a day. I'm pretty good uh, lately about getting two sessions in. And when I'm consistent with it, that's when my biggest breakthroughs come by. That's when my best ideas come by. And I believe it's because in this day and age, with the technology that we have and everything, there's so many interruptions that we can have that it's even more important to have that quiet time where just nothing, just, you know, uh, is disturbing you and you can just, you know, let your mind just clear.
0: Do you have an Internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners?
1: I travel a lot. And, you know, Uber has saved me just a tremendous amount of hassles um with the service it's uh, especially if you're anybody that's a speaker or you go to lots of uh, lots of different cities and you've been renting cars and you've been doing things even if it's a little bit more expensive the time savings i have been able to create uh you know change of speech uh literally as I'm driving in, having a driver take me in, uh and the ease of which it is you know it takes to use Uber has just been fantastic. So it's it's an application that I really would tell people to check out if you haven't.
0: I just cringe at some of my memories of standing in line at budgets and it's exactly. one person behind the counter and 50 people. I'm just like, how is this possible? I love Uber. And if you could recommend one book for our listeners to join How to Survive the Most Critical Five Seconds of Your Life on our show notes page, what would it be and why?
1: The War of Art. And that's Steve Pressfield's book. And it is probably by far the best book for any entrepreneur or creative that's out there. Uh, Steve is a not a preachy guy. He wrote uh, Legend of of Vance. He's written a lot of historical fiction that people know about, like Gates of Fire. Um, he's a fantastic writer. But he basically emptied his soul in this short book that basically said, listen, I've, I've done everything in my life to not do writing, to not be the writer that I am today. It took me 30 years. He talks about bad marriages, alcohol, All the things that just, you know, caused him to do, um, you know, to delay his success and facing, you know, what the work that he wanted to do. And we can all relate to it. And the great thing about it is it's a short book. It is so just concise and to the point that even if you're not a reader, it is such a useful book that I've, I've probably given out a couple of hundred copies of it.
0: Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book like this one, for free at eofirebook.com. And Sam, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: I would absolutely make sure that I get on um, and create social media profiles, actively, uh, actively engage in um, in the forums that make sense right away, and start offering free resources to people right off the bat. and And that idea, if I've got my food and shelter taken care of, oh my gosh, that, that's fantastic! <laughs> right. Because if I have that, I have the ability to build now. and And the idea is is to really get out there and let people. Really sample who you are, what kind of content you put out, you know, offer trainings, offer, you know, wh- whatever your your ideas are. Um, just, you know, really give when you're out there with the idea that people it's a trust basis. And, and the hardest thing to overcome a buying resistance is when people aren't sure of what, who you are and what you deliver. And I would absolutely in those first seven days try to get in front of as many people as possible, leverage it through a social media platform, um, collect email addresses and just start building the empire all over again.
0: Tim, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you. Then we'll say goodbye.
1: Depending on where you are in life, if you've got that passion, and whatever it is, I mean, I have a ridiculous job. My mother still is waiting for me to get a real job <laughs> because I found something that makes no sense whatsoever. And I've been able to make an incredible career out of it. Uh, and it's because I had the passion, but I didn't enter it with that idea. I think a lot of people, you know, shoot down a lot of really great ideas and in, in businesses because they don't see the immediate payoff. And I think that's, I, can t- I can't can tell you how many of my friends, we all have these ridiculous Little areas that we were interested in. And so I hope I would encourage anybody out there to do that. Best way to get a hold of me. Um, my website is targetfocus training.com. You can find me on Twitter, TFT Tim Larkin. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, target focus training, or I have a Tim Larkin page as well. I get back to everybody. I would love to hear from anybody. Um, if they have questions and uh, thank you so much, John, for having me on today.
0: Well, Tim, thank you, because Fire Nation is well aware that they are the average of the five people they spend the most time with, and they've been hanging out with you, Tim, and JLD today, so Fire Nation, keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com, just type Tim in the search bar, his show notes page will pop right up with links to his site, social media, you name it, it's going to be there, his book, all the resources. And Tim, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. Thank you for your service to this country. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Wish you could create more time in your day? Yeah, me too. After all, time is our most precious resource. That's why I love using Hootsuite, the social media management platform that helps you save time by giving you what you need to schedule posts, build relationships, and turn your followers into customers. Loved by more than 11 million people around the globe, Hootsuite is the most widely used platform for managing social media. Get your always free Hootsuite account today at domorewithsocial.com slash fire. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Are you ready to rock your own webinar? Visit thewebinarcourse.com and sign up for our free 10-day webinar course today. Have an inspired day and ignite.